651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Okay, I'm baffled. You well, it's going to be you in exactly one week. One week from the day. Oh, you're going to be listening to uh, It's a Small World on repeat as you walk around in 98-degree weather, 180% humidity, and the most people that uh, you've ever seen concentrated in one place in your entire life. Disney World in one week. How about it, buddy? Am I going to be like Happy Gilmore whenever the clown's laughing at him, uh, takes the putter to the uh, to the speaker? Is that what I'm going to do to the happy, It's a Happy World uh, speaker? Small world after all. Yes, I, I'm hoping that that's exactly yeah. what happens. There will be frequent reminders throughout the week, don't you worry, that you will be spending next weekend in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Orlando in June. Oh, buddy. It's not even that. It's Saturday. We leave Saturday morning. Oh, Sweet. It's honest, buddy. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening fast. Uh, I um over under ten grand spent on the trip. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, over? We hit the what? over on that. Well, I think we're probably over that before we even get on the plane. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, with with flights and hotels and all of our passes and all of that crap. I think we've already eclipsed that mark. I, I do have some good news for you, though, uh, oh, on, on the trip. Love good news. Thursday through Monday, I guess 2,800 flights were canceled across the U.S. Uh, staffing is an issue. I mean, there's some uh-huh. Delta. Just Are you flying Delta by chance know. to Orlando? You better hope you're flying Delta because they had I've the most a, cancellations out of anyone. I've got a possible out here. There is a chance that you now, I mean, you're, I'm sure your son will be like, okay, we're just going to drive instead. We don't need to fly to Orlando. Yeah. They'd be only, they think that, that could be worse. but I, would, I think I'd rather drive. I think I'd rather spend 24 no hours – Driving down there and 24 hours driving back, then spending those days at the park. <laughs> It'd be a whole hell of a lot cheaper for you if you were to do it that way. I know. That's Even with the $4 a gallon going on. I've got an out. What I need is I need to keep a plan B in my back pocket to where I can throw it out there quick. And be like, hey, let's go do this. Book it now. We can change things up. I don't know. I, it's. I'm trying to make it feel like it's going to be the worst time ever and it probably will be but if i have even a hint of enjoyment it's going to be better than i expect just take a flask with you if you have any other dad tips uh for how to do disney world and not have the most awful time possible uh just text us 405-651-3439 let us let teddy know he needs advice well unfortunately you know for most of the population that's a good idea Heck, you know, just have some beverages, relax, be carefree. Uh, For me, that would be the exact opposite. It would probably ratchet uh, my frustration and anger up a level, which that's that's 
not what, what I'm hoping me. for. There will be OU fans down there. What I'm hoping for is uh, you get recognized. Hey, look. Oh, Rocky's down here. Hey, how you think the team's going to be this year? That's what I'm hoping for. Should I wear uh, all Sooner gear everywhere to try and get as many boomers exactly. as I can? Yeah. We, we get a boomer counter while you're in Orlando. Maybe well, maybe I should wear, like, uh, I don't know, Florida gear or like something to just kind of judge the different responses I get from people wearing the different college gear, but... I'll probably just try and blend in. Well, if you're going to do that, you better make sure and pick a fan base or pick a team that doesn't have like an annoying response when one team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could wear A and M stuff, but do you want to hear "Hey, gig him" every time you see him, or no. wearing Arkansas stuff? Woo pig. Yeah, I guess the boomer is probably. I don't know. Is that as annoying to other fan bases as their stupid things are to us? Boomer. <laughs> I the problem is I'm in a I'm in a bad spot. I don't really know how to respond to that. It's like, hey, sooner. You know, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. It's like because they uh, scream it at you and you do you have to equal the volume going back? I don't know. But I'll say this. All in all, what a fun weekend. Um Holiday weekend was great. Great sports on the television all weekend. Especially around here, man. I know. Baseball was awesome to watch. Softball was awesome to watch. Um, man, I, I, I was locked in on the Big 12 tournament. That was a lot of fun. I was even watching... I was even watching other teams play. How embarrassing is that? It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, it is. No, I was uh, locked in to that OU-Texas Big 12 championship game. And an incredible – I don't even think it's called – it's not even a meme. It's just, you know, the, the screenshot of OU's pitcher on the mound giving the horns down after they win the game. Mm-hmm. That was making all the rounds on, on the internet, which was, which was amazing. They rolled through the Big 12 tournament, man. Like with no trouble at all. What four and zero week? I didn't even lose a game out there. OU softball didn't come close to losing either. It was it was it was a heck of a weekend for the Diamond Sports. And look, man, OU baseball playing its best ball at the right time of the year. And I I said it on Friday, and Patty Gasso even agreed with me at a press conference. Did she? Well, she didn't, you know, know that I said that, <laughs> but we have the same opinion. She thinks that her team is playing the best it's played all year long right now, too. Yeah, so, that's, that's good. Great news. Well, so here's the deal, baseball wise, which you know, uh, offensively they've got it rolling right now. Uh, they really do. Pitching looks really good. I mean, just getting the the total full-on team effort, it's fun to watch. Okay, so they they announced the regional sites, heck, before the game's even over, right? Which is completely stupid. It's so dumb. Completely stupid. It's, It's absurd that you have host teams, right, they were a higher seed, won the tournament, and they still got teams in their conference that are hosting. Okay? Um, I don't know why the NCAA does it the way they do it. This is just an example of why the NCAA 
sucks at most everything. It's a clown show. It's completely embarrassing. They did the same thing for the NCAA basketball tournament. You right. know, you have these championship games where you have, in most cases, two marquee teams playing. Right. And it doesn't. It's like it's like an exhibition game is what it is because right. it has no bearing or no impact at all on the championship game. Though if you play McNeese State on a Tuesday, that has some bearing into what your postseason assignment could be, right? That game actually counts towards RPI. But these games, I mean, essentially they don't matter at all. They made the decision during the game. It's right. it's embarrassing and it's completely stupid. And oh, you got hosts on this deal. Not even because they just didn't host a regional, which they should have. Then they stick them in the Gainesville regional where Florida's there, where Liberty's there. That's maybe the toughest regional that there is. Yeah. It's crap. Well, I've got just a tiny conspiracy theory on this. Because you mentioned it, basketball, the same thing happened, right? The NCAA, I feel, is is threatened by any number of things. But I feel like they're, they're threatened by the conferences obviously going at things alone and figuring out the best way to do things. Like the best way for them to preempt and really just take the thunder out of conference tournaments is to make announcements before they've reached their conclusion taking away the power of those of those tournaments yeah so that's the only reason that's the only reason I could think of why they would do that so that sounds like a very good theory and it could make a whole lot of sense but I, I don't give the NCAA the level, level of satisfaction to think that they would actually think about it going that way and executing it that way. So I love the theory. I just, yeah, I just don't think they're smart enough to, to execute it that way. Okay, so here's what I'll end with, though. At first, I was pissed. I'm, I'm still upset. I'm still upset. I think the way that that team played down the stretch uh, – Gosh, they got to be one of the hottest teams in the country right now. With the way they closed out the Big 12 conference play, winning those series against some really good competition, going into the Big 12 tournament, playing the way that they did, I mean, they're red hot. So you would like for them to get rewarded for that. But here's the thing. I, after thinking about it, I'm glad they did not host a regional. Why is that? I. When's the last time we hosted a regional? Uh, Sonny Galloway was the head coach, so it's 10, probably been close to uh, twelve. It's probably been close to ten years ago. Yeah. I would guess. Yeah. If you do something that hasn't been done in over a decade, we made it. It doesn't matter what happens from this point on. You know, we're we're on we're on uh, casino money at this point. We're good. And you have that that sense of uh we've arrived, we're being rewarded for how good that we've played. Oh, we can take a little bit of a, a sigh of relief here because the pressure's off. We've outperformed what anyone's done in a decade. On the other hand, you cannot host, which I I I thought it would have been really cool, but this team, I think, will stay hot and, frankly, stay pissed off and feel like they're disrespected. And I think that's got a, a, a much better chance of bringing out their best baseball. Hopefully. Hopefully that's the case. I, I, I do think that um, 
this team would have been fine just hosting a regional. I, I don't think it would have been too hard for them to fight the feeling of satisfaction just because it's been so long since they've been in the postseason. But I, right. I, I hear it. it's it's a nice way to look at the positive side of this. That's that's for sure. And you can go see them. You're not. It, you're going to have a ton of free time in Orlando. Uh, this next week. Well, I might just make the drive up to Gainesville. It's not too far Quick away, right? trip up to Gainesville. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Rent a car? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, you just ran us up to like 15000 all of a sudden on the, uh, on the bill. Oh, renting a car if you can even find one. God. What do you think the fuel charge is on a rental car if you don't fill it up before you pull in? Oh, it'll be eight fifty a gallon for oh, sure. at least. Eight fifty a gallon. At least the biggest racket in history. Uh, wow. Uh, by the way, some uh, t- tips for you next week. Yeah. This one says take a nanny. Kind of doing that. Whoa, really? Well, Baller. My, my sister and her family are going too, and uh, my niece will be there. And, you know, she she acts as a, uh, a babysitter at times. She entertains the uh, the kid real well. Get the passport and drink around the world showcase at Epcot. I've actually heard that that's pretty cool. Yeah, you can get a beer from uh, uh, all these countries are there. I've never been at Epcot. Yeah, but. Sounds great. I'd prefer a beer from my refrigerator in my garage, but oh, you know that's just me. You can't even. You can't <laughs> even. That's the one positive about this whole thing is like Epcot might be cool and that beers around the world thing, and you're even. Well, I gotta pay twelve dollars for a six ouncer. Yeah, I hey, I if you know anything about me, I complain about absolutely everything. So this is just par for the course. Teddy is too late for my advice. I tell my wife we have too many kids to go to Disney World and can't afford all that extra cost. Uh, it would have been smarter and cheaper to have extra kids. Uh, and then that could have kept you out of Disney World. That was smart thinking. Someone says, wear a shirt that says I won the Buckus Award. Uh, wear OSU gear. You'll still get to talk about OU the whole time, but without the boomer. Oh, that's good. Ouch. I love that. Talk about a massive burn. Hit right the there. beers of the World Pavilion at Epcot. You can drink around the world. Start on the back entrance and have red wine and a chocolate croissant in France. Please send a selfie of yourself having a uh, glass of red wine and a chocolate croissant, please. Do you think there's... Um one of those cutouts of Coach Stoops in the France section <laughs> of Epcot. Yeah, by the way, uh, we will not be joined by uh, Coach Bob Stoops. He is in France right now, actually. He was at the Normandy Beaches yesterday on Memorial Day. Really? I, I mean, yeah, he was at the Normandy Beaches yesterday. And I was texting with uh, Matt McMillan today, seeing if Bob was coming on. They're at the, uh, or they, they were in uh, what, Monaco, with, uh, they saw the Formula One track that's out Ooh. there. So they are making the rounds, dude. I mean,. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, Formula One was was kicking off this weekend as well. Uh, Indy 500 was happening. That was a pretty cool event. Did you see over 300,000 people at the Indy 500? Oh, yeah. Wow. Make all the kids share meals at Disney. <laughs> Kendall says, why didn't you just go to Branson? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Birth control, question mark. <laughs> Teddy only has one kid, to be fair. Right. No, I do. And luckily um, – my son only survives off of uh, chicken tenders, so probably won't 25 be. bucks. Yeah. One more. Jimmy and Tulsa, Teddy and Tyler, am I the only one that hopes OU will meet Oklahoma State in the WCWS final so they can shut them the hell up? I mean, they seem like they are the better team uh, when big picture they did lose three out of four to OU. 
You saw what they did the, this weekend, right? Uh, they had the Super Regional at home against Clemson, and they already had uh, Big 12 champs on like the, the little wall, which they won the Big 12 tournament. They didn't hey. win the Big 12, but everyone was clowning on Oklahoma State, and I was very, very much here for that. Okay, but here's the question. Will the baseball team claim Big 12 champs uh, after winning the baseball Big 12 tourney? Uh, probably so. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> right. I'm sure there's a T-shirt out there right now that says exactly that. I I got to catch some softball from around the country, not a whole heck of a lot of it, but I don't think that that is a wild suggestion. I kind of feel like... From what I've seen, Oklahoma State is about as good as anyone else I've seen when they've got their their best pitcher rolling. Yeah, um, who uh, like the the bracket flips, but they're on the side with Florida, Oregon State, and Arizona. They are, in my opinion, the best team on that side of the bracket. Uh, I think that they're better than Texas. I think they're better than Northwestern. You're talking about Oklahoma State? I'm talking about Oklahoma State. Yeah. UCLA is UCLA. It's not a banner UCLA right. team. Still, they're still good. I, I think that you can definitely make a claim that OSU is the second best. Honestly, man, if I'm if I'm picking it, I think it's probably going to be Bedlam in the WCWS final. I kind of and feel I, and I think that Jimmy and Tulsa wants that, and I think a lot of OU fans want that. I bet OU wants that real bad after that last game in OKC. Do you think the the outcry about it being in Oklahoma City and being unfair would be even louder if Oklahoma State and Oklahoma were both in the finals? Uh, I'm I'm sure, but that's just a lazy, stupid narrative. You yeah. know, I mean, it happens all the time <laughs> yeah, in college football. Sports. It happens all the time. Right. The Tampa Bay Bucks got to play at Raymond James Stadium in the Super Bowl. It's that's just right. you know. Right. There's not a better place to host it. Where are we supposed to do? Oh, since OU's so good, we're just supposed to move it to somewhere else. Sorry, OU, but you're so good. And I know that Oklahoma City has done an amazing job of hosting this event. They just upped the capacity at Hall of Fame Stadium, but it's not fair. You guys are too good. We're going to move it to Jackson Hole, Wyoming instead, right. to where no one has the advantage. Yeah, because that's a smart business plan, <laughs> isn't it, Teddy? When you have one fan base that floods the place and the games are all sold out and it's packed let's move it away so we don't have as high of an interest for i mean it's instead of playing in front of ten thousand in oklahoma city we can play in front of one thousand in somewhere God. else um that is interesting because so in 2017 the alabama georgia national championship was in the peach bowl right alabama well, georgia bowl, was in atlanta yeah in mercedes-benz stadium yeah 19 lsu won it in uh, in, in the Superdome, LSU won it in 07 in the Superdome. They 03. won it in 03 in the Superdome. And they played for it in 11 in the Superdome as well. Lost right. Alabama. Was there Are there any other ones? That Florida were... State got to play. I know Tallahassee and Miami, it's not right down the street, but it's in the same state. Home state, yeah. um, Florida, I mean, oh, oh, you get Miami's in Florida? Or there's, I know one of them was in The Rose Arizona, Bowl is right? where they, they played in the Rose Bowl and they played at the Fiesta Bowl in yeah. um, 01 and 02. But Florida got to play in the Orange Bowl against OU. Florida yeah, State. Got, I right. mean, OU always gets that draw, no man. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Hit us on the text on Air Comfort Solutions text line 651 3439.
It is The Rush, live on The Refs. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver Studios on this Tuesday. Karen uh, tweeted me, and she said that uh, she's going to be at Disney World next week, so she's definitely giving you a boomer just because of this combo. I love it. If you're going to give Teddy a boomer at Disney World next week, at least give it a Billy Sims boomer. (laughs) (laughs) It's the least Uh, you can do. Does that mean give 75 of them until I respond? Yes, and it's B-O-O-M-A-H, not (laughs) B-O-O-M-E-R. And even after I say sooner, you just keep on plowing through, right? Just keep screaming You look like Sam Bradford walking up to the podium (laughs) at the Heisman Trophy. Sooner. (laughs) Sooner. Don't forget to mention the Rogers State Hillcats won the D2 softball national title. Yes, thank you, text line. Congratulations to Rogers State. How about that? Softball State, no big deal. Everyone around here is rolling. USAO has a really good softball program as well. How about that? Softball in this state is a big deal. That's pretty cool, though. Honestly, I had had no idea that the D2 national championship is going on right now. Yeah, uh, get a dog that everyone hates so you'll never go on vacation again. Well, I've got two dogs that everyone hates, and we're still going on vacation. I wish that held true. Unfortunately, um, the the place where you board them, they don't discriminate against money. There's no so. doubt about that. If Disney World doesn't have Choco Tacos, it isn't worth it. <laughs> I'm sure they have that or the equivalent somewhere. We'll see. SEC spring meetings are going on right now. They even tweeted out a seating chart on what it's going to look like. Oh, whoa, Jimbo and uh, Lane Kiffin are sitting right across from each other. That's going to be awkward. There has been a couple of interesting things that have come out from today. I I guess Nick Saban earlier said exactly what Lane Kiffin told SI Now earlier this month, which is, you know, we're going down the road. and This makes a lot of sense where players are just going to dip into the transfer portal for no other reason than to trigger an NIL bidding war for their services. And that is an awful, awful thing that could happen to this sport. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot to add to that. Uh, yes, it's going to happen. Um, you know, when there's an opportunity to make more money, the the guys are going to do that. They are. Uh, you know, maybe it's just an opportunity to raise the deal that you've got locally. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not good for college football. And if they don't do something quickly, and, and here's the thing, man, is I don't even know necessarily what you're going to be able to do to unravel some of these rules because, you know, once, once, you know, we've said it, once you, you let it all out, it's hard to reel any of it back in and the loopholes have been found. You gave so much room for loopholes that I don't know how you change any of it. And I don't know how the NCAA could ever vet all of it to, to see what exactly is going on. I, I, I fear that, there's no one doing this mess. No. Well, and I don't think everyone's the going to be. The only real way you can undo it is the transfer portal. Yeah, I don't think that um, everyone's going to be on the same page if that day ever comes because we've seen, man, some teams, transfer portal and NIL benefit a whole lot more than others. Some mm-hmm. are way more active in NIL. Others, you know, they, they got to do it, but not so much. 
like A&M and Texas and Nebraska, Louisville now, they've all identified, hey, this is our way to get out in front of everyone. And I don't think that those teams anytime soon are going to try to put up massive uh, guardrails up for NIL. That's why you're never going to get – you know, it's going to be half and half, basically. And if it's half and half split amongst the sport, it's going to be hard to come up with something that, that really helps things out. Here's the thing, and I know there's teams right now that are saying, oh boy, hey, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe this is going to be our great equalizer. You know, we, we don't have the history. We don't have um, the facilities. We don't have the pipeline to the NFL like some of these other schools like this could be the great equalizer. Well, unfortunately, the problem for for those schools is this: if it starts to pay off, and it starts to translate into wins, well, guess what? Alabama's not going to continue the same uh, plan that they've got right now. They're going to start spending a ton of money in that area as well. And so is everybody else. I know. So I, if this is the same thing, this is essentially Nick Saban saying, are you sure this is what you want? Yeah, and that's why I keep saying, man, it's so interesting that the future of this sport could really hinge on what A&M does or doesn't do in the next two to three years. What Oregon does or doesn't do. What Texas and you – know, I think mainly A&M, Oregon, and Texas are the main three right here. But a lot of the future of this sport could hinge on if they're able to get over the hump and have any success. Right. So, I look, you never need a reason to root against those guys, but I feel like OU and how they're going to approach things, you, you definitely need to root against those guys now. Right. More than ever. Right. Well, you know, I, I, I think it's fascinating to, to kind of hear everyone's take and everyone's different ideas about, you know, really – is it sustainable? Should we? I think, I think it's almost unanimous out there that the current model is not sustainable. But I think there's some some schools that see a little bit of a window right now that maybe they could make some hay, and they're not willing to speak out against it as strongly as some others are. Right, while, sure. they, while they're, they've man. got the opportunity to, to maybe do something like they're against it, because they know ultimately they're going to lose out because some of the big dogs haven't bought into this yet. But that time is coming, and as soon as it does, these schools, the the A and M's, the uh, whoever it is, the not your blue bloods are going to say this is this is crap. They're just paying more money than we are for all of the best players why are we doing this even though they're the the guys right now that are going to perpetuate it because they feel like it's their their chance at an equalizer by the way Saban did say quote I have no problem with Jimbo in quotes so yeah from Saban's side of things they're all cool but as Jimbo said yeah we're not talking I I told him we're not talking and I don't plan to talk to him anytime soon (laughs) we're done we're done Oh wow! I are they doing the awkward avoiding eye contact thing down there right now? Is that what's going on? You think? Oh, um, I'm sure it's going on. I, I was uh, reading this to Parker earlier, but the the types of you know reports that you're getting from this whole SEC spring meetings thing mm-hmm. is I'm trying to find exactly what it was. 
But it was essentially like, okay, well, Saban was uh, walking down the hall at the uh, Hilton Sandestin Hotel, and Jimbo had his back turned to him, and he was on a phone call, and you know, Jimbo didn't see him. But that is uh, that's the current report on what's going on here. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, hopefully, we get a little bit more out of these meetings than how many words or looks those two head coaches exchanged. Maybe we won't, but... That's all anyone cares about that's right now. That's all anyone now. cares about. That and pods, and that's basically it. Which someone texted us, hey, did you see that the SEC announced today there's no pods? I don't think that... I've been looking for that over the break. I don't think that that was announced today. They are going to meet about future scheduling in the SEC, but I don't think that anything definitive is going to, is going to come out today. I, or this week. Right, um... I saw that uh, – well, I guess I didn't see. I heard Plank saying that this morning, but I guess I haven't seen any of that uh, corroborated or, you know, actually anyone anyone of note um, say exactly that. So, I guess we'll, we'll kind of wait. Well, what's interesting what to me is like I was reading some article on 24-7 today that says there's a widespread belief that the Longhorns and Sooners will be SEC members by the 2023 season. To which I said, "Huh, well, that's news to me. I think that's news to that, that's news to all of us around here that there's a widespread belief where in the South, I guess it's in the South that OU and Texas this is their, their last year in the Big Twelve. Yeah, did they pull the local farmers market, or did they pull like head coaches and decision makers? Um, yeah, I don't know. I that is what I originally thought." This was going to be something that happens as soon as possible. But I, I don't know if it's just a really good coordinated effort from everyone everywhere to downplay that and say, uh, you know, this thing's going to last until the, the 25 season and then we'll move forward from there. I don't know. But early on I heard fast and furious. Since then it's all been, man, it looks like it's going to drag out. So – I don't know what to believe anymore. Text line says, if I were Saban, I would stand up at my table and yell across the room, Hey, Jimbo! What's up, big dog? Didn't see you before. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Uh, no, Nick, yeah. I said we ain't talking. I said we're not talking, Nick. I'm done. Nah, I'm done with you, Nick. I'm done. <laughs> Here's the report that Plank was referencing. Uh, I think this is from Olin Buchanan. He's with uh, TechSags, AM website. Just spoke with an AD at SEC spring meetings. He said the SEC going to pods when Texas and OU join is not an option. Big question is whether you play an eight or nine game conference football schedule. Schedule. Right. So if you don't do pods, what are you going to do? The I, I guess the three six or the one seven or whatever is the option that they're going to go to. Yeah, I don't know why, and we don't have to relive this whole conversation. But I don't know why it has to be three six or one seven. Why can't it be one eight? That's what I prefer is one eight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Well, I do know why it's three six. Because well, if you're going to give us nine conference games, we need to be able to lock into three crappy opponents that we can guarantee wins against every year for the big dogs. That's what that is, and I'm against it. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next.
Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Tuesday. Man, I thought most people had were starting to kind of get over what happened uh, last December. Perry on Winfrey is not one of those guys that is ready to forget what happened last season with that coaching staff. In case you missed it, I did miss this over the weekend. Perry on Winfrey tweeted out, "I don't know which is worse, the Grinch that stole Christmas or the other one." Dot dot dot. To which Isaiah Coe sent about I don't know ten laughing emojis back. Perion Winfrey replied back, the career stealer, crying or laughing face emoji. Isaiah Coe said, the one that stole our season. And Perion responded, this is the best one yet. So he has attacked mm. Lincoln Riley. He has attacked uh, Alex Grinch multiple times. And Buddy, six months after the whole deal, and he's, he's still going after it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't. He's definitely got an axe to grind there. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, he's drafted by the Cleveland Browns. I mean, he's kind of a new chapter and I, I don't know, is he bitter? That do you think does he think that w- without Alex Grinch he would have been drafted higher? I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I think so. I think the I think the um you know, he he did the senior bowl and he did the combine and he was getting some some real favorable, um, you know, draft stock opinions out there and ultimately didn't hit where some of those had him projected. And I'm sure that he lays the blame of that at the, sure. the feet of the previous staff. You know, I, that is – I'm not going to sit here and say whether – like where he would have been drafted had he been – used differently but that's that's not a good that's it's not it's just not a good way to to go about living life for trying to place the blame for how you played on someone else yeah i mean i like perry on i think he's talented i think there's there's a chance he could be a pretty good pro but i mean it's not good and and the nfl definitely doesn't like whenever they see players blaming schemes and coaches for how they play right because the first thing they think is what's he going to say about us in the in the news and on his twitter timeline so i don't know i i i understand his frustration but at the same time man i think he's he's better served just trying to move on uh, text line says in my opinion not a good look to cut down former coaches now that he's an nfl player this one says, Perry on Winfrey, not the hero we wanted, the hero we <laughs> needed. This one says, does he really have an axe to grind? He was the one who took plays off. And that's what I was going to say is, like, do I agree with Perry on that a lot of those defensive linemen should have been on the field more to, you know, get in a little bit of a groove? Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. But at the same time, man, there's no way of saying – I mean, there's no other way of saying it. I mean, he was a disappointment last season. For yeah. what – you know, how he finished 2020 – we thought going into 2021, the expectations were that you know, he should be one of the most disruptive defensive lines in all of college football. It was far, far from that last year. Right. But it is funny now, and actually a little smart by him if he even cares about it, that now that he's on social media and bashing the former coaching staff, what everyone remembers about Perrion Winfrey from last year is more about this than it is the disappointing season that he had on, on the D-line. Yeah, 
I don't think there's any doubt that stuff like this is going to get him a cheering section from angry Sooner fans. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, but I, I still, in the long run, I don't think it's a good move for him. I don't. I, everything that you everything that you do on social media is monitored these days, and coaching staffs do not want, but not just coaching staffs. Um, you know, franchises do not want players that have a history of blaming the the coaching staff for how they played. I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to get that type of stuff. I understand that. But, man, if you've ever got an opportunity to avoid it, you avoid it. Yeah, it's just not a good look to go about things. I was a little surprised when Isaiah Coe jumped into the mix. You know, it's like one it's one thing for a guy that's in the NFL to do that. It's like, eh, may not be the best move or the best look, but he's, you know, often the NFL. For a guy that's currently on the roster to say that, that's kind of a whole different uh, ordeal there. Right. I wonder if he was asked to uh go ahead and uh take those down. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um uh, I I've always viewed things one way and I whether it's right or wrong I have no idea but you know there's there's only small nuanced differences mostly in how how defenses play and there were plenty of opportunities for Perry on Winfrey to make his presence felt out there um, when he was on the field whenever a certain call was given and he was either too high, not playing hard enough, not flying to the ball enough, and uh, coaches want to keep their job. Coaches want to play good defense. They're not in the business of of playing favorites. And if you've got a guy out there that's absolutely wrecking shop and playing a hundred miles an hour on every single snap, the the easy conversation that coaches have is he needs to play more. And you up the snap count. You up it and you up it and you up it until you start to see fall off in production and play. And then you say, I think we've reached the limit of where he can play a 100% lights out football for us. And that's kind of where that's what you go off of. If you did a two minutes highlight reel of his time at OU and you never saw him play before, you'd probably say, oh my God, this guy is a star. Right. But then if you look outside that two-minute highlight reel, you'll say, oh, there's not a whole lot of substance outside. You know, the, he, he's got a – if the flair for the dramatic, right? Like, he can make the big, loud play. But, yeah, dude, that's, I mean, it's totally fair. It's, it's, it was not consistent down in and down out. And, you know, one of the, the, this is one of the reasons why I think he'll – possibly be a better pro than he was college player is because there is no I if you don't play all out you don't play and if you don't play you don't eat you got to go find something else to do with your life so I think I think the NFL has a chance to bring the absolute best out of him all right quick time out more from the rush coming up we can wrap up our number one next stay tuned
It's The Rush, live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Hey, as things sit right now, I I feel like I'm going to pick OU to, to make the college football playoff. But can we agree huh? that as things sit right now, a Big 12 championship, which would mean a Sugar Bowl berth if they don't make the playoff, there is a definitely a path to where that looks like a successful season, playing in the Sugar Bowl this year? Yeah. Um, we can't. No. Uh, can't, we can't go to the Sugar Bowl. There's no way. Why? I got to be out on the Sugar Bowl. Well, they announced the the bowl times and dates mm-hmm. Friday while you were gone. Uh, because I think New Year's Day falls on a Sunday this year, so they won't be competing with the NFL. So the Sugar Bowl normally plays at night, New Year's Day night at like 745. It's 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Buddy, there's no way. I, I can make some 11 a.m. things happen, but 11 a.m. in New Orleans, that, that uh-uh. I can't do it. Going to have to opt out of that. That seems – that's the best they could 11 do? 11 a.m. for the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Eve in New Orleans of all cities in the world. Rose Bowl Whoa. is on January 2nd, which is pretty hilarious. I know they're probably kicking and screaming about that. Monday, yes. How about that, the Rose Dude, Bowl? Dude, 11 a.m., it's the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. It should be played at 11 p.m. before it should be played at 11 a.m. Right. That's wild. Huh. So the semifinals. So you see why OU cannot make the Sugar Bowl this year now. Right. Gonna ha- Go ahead. and it- It's got to be playoff or bust now. I guess it's because the you've, you've got to play them early because that's the day the semifinals are going to be right yeah semifinals are on new year's eve so they'll probably be what 2 30 yeah. and 7 30 yeah or they, they released the times that, that's roundabout so you're going to be overshadowed by the two playoff games they'd have to play at 11 a.m and against an sec team w- w- to which they'll say well we didn't really care about the game so it didn't count anyway man how about that that's wild <laughs> 11 a.m at the sugar what's the point that's crazy um, well, that's going to make for a long day because you know it's not going to stop after the game. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next. Stay with us.